This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. You are listening to the Principal Purpose Podcast with Lynn Harden, episode number two. Welcome to the Principal Purpose Podcast, where principal and certified life coach Lynn Harden teaches you how to leave work at work and in between get more done with energy using her proven formula after leading three award-winning schools. And now, here's your host, Lynn Harden. friend, I am recording this podcast less than a week before Christmas and Hanukkah, and some educators are on the winter break for the holidays and some are off very soon. I don't know if you're like me and have been listening to music about how this is the happiest season of all and the most wonderful time of the year, and if you are someone who is experiencing loss, this is probably not the case. And I thought I'd help you understand why. So I want to talk about the holiday season and how it can be particularly difficult for educators who are grieving a loss, or really anyone. There are many types of losses that a person can experience, and there are degrees or intensity levels of losses, and they can also be cumulative. Some common types of losses are A physical loss, and this type of loss refers to the loss of a physical object or possession. While my mom was in hospice back in Texas, her wedding ring was stolen. I can still see it on her finger and and regret not acting on the thought. I, I keep this safe. So this is a physical loss. Then there's a social loss. This type of loss refers to the loss of a relationship or social connection with another person. When I would move schools as a principal, we were discouraged from keeping close connections to the staff. In order to create a new space for the new principal to bond with their staff, I never liked this, and I would grieve those those relationships, those friendships that I had developed over many years. Then when I retired from being a principal and became a life coach, I also lost relationships with other principals who were like my ride-or-die buddies. I get it intellectually, but it still was a great loss. Then there's emotional loss, and this type of loss refers to the loss of a loved one or the loss of a sense of emotional well-being. Educators have been through a lot in the last few years. There has been a loss of emotional well-being in most educators, if not all. Then there's a loss of a loved one. And for me, I lost my mom in October of this year. 
The fourth one or fourth loss is financial loss. And this type of loss refers to the loss of money or financial security. Many, if not most, educators have pensions tied to the stock market, which I don't know if you've checked, is just like all over the place. Groceries are more expensive, gas prices are high, the cost of housing is rising, and interest rates are rising. And since most educators have a fixed income, all have experienced the loss of money. I live in California, and just yesterday I noticed gas prices are $5 a gallon. So I guess there's no more me taking a drive to blow off steam. Then there's a loss of a career. This type of loss refers to the loss of a job or a career opportunity. Teachers are leaving the profession at record highs and are leaving professions that they believe are their calling. I believed that I was going to be a principal for many more years. But circumstances such as a pandemic, school dynamics, my mental and physical health, and family dynamics forced an earlier retirement than I had planned. I love what I do, and the retirement has been fantastic because I have a new career as an entrepreneur and a life coach, but I still grieve being at the site. Then there's a loss of health. And this type of loss refers to the loss of physical or mental health. From 1 to 10, being the range, a level 4 stress level has been like a normal day for most educators. But now we come into work starting at a level 6. And, and these high levels of adrenaline, cortisol, and constantly being in that fight or flight or free state, is causing a loss of mental and physical health. Then there's a personal identity loss. This type of loss refers to the loss of a sense of self or your personal identity. My great-grandfather was a teacher on the plains of Kansas. My grandmother taught in a one-room schoolhouse in Texas. My mother was one of the first special education teachers in San Antonio in the early 50s. My personal identity is tied to this legacy, is tied to being an educator. And it was a loss to retire earlier than I wished. Then there were spiritual losses. This type of loss refers to the loss of a sense of purpose or meaning in life. Losses, all losses, can be difficult to cope with. And it's important to find healthy ways to process and move through the grieving process. Loss of any kind, either one or five or eight, triggers grief. But what is grief? My favorite definition of grief is, grief is deep love with no place to go. I also believe grief has a positive intention underneath, such as, I just want to take care of you. We experience one or several losses and feel sad, depressed, numb, angry, lost, 
but the love is not love. Maybe we've lost the place it went, but now we get to give the love a new place. We get to give the love a place of our choice or even bring it back to ourselves. So if you're experiencing holiday grief, here are some of my favorite strategies that I know will be helpful. Acknowledge your feelings. It's normal to feel a range of emotions during the holiday season, and it is important to allow yourself to feel and express those emotions. Don't try to suppress your feelings or put on a brave face if you're feeling overwhelmed. Do not resist the feeling, because what we resist will persist. It's okay to feel sad, angry, or overwhelmed during the holidays. It's important to allow yourself to feel and express your emotions rather than trying to suppress them or just pretend everything is okay. Like when someone asks you, how are you? I'm fine. Everything's okay. Why not express those feelings? And there are several ways that you can acknowledge them. Identify what they are. Notice what it is that you're experiencing. Take a moment to pause and reflect on how you are feeling. Give a name, one word to the emotion. Is it sad, angry, or anxious? Avoid good or bad, or negative or positive. Give it the actual name. Is it joy? Is it despair? Is it dread? Is it anxiety? Is it happiness? Is it neutral? Is it calm? Then notice what the emotion feels like in your body. Is it tight in your throat? Is your mouth dry? Is your tummy tight? Are your shoulders tense up around your ears? Does your body feel heavy and your shoulders rounded? Get into your body and see what that feeling feels like. Because all emotions are, are vibrations just going through the body based on release of hormones and thoughts from the brain. And another thing is express your emotions. It's so important to find healthy ways to express your feelings rather than bottling them up or pushing them down, waiting for the buildup and the trash can just flies off them and comes out sideways. Or it comes out in the way of poor health or words that you don't mean. You can express your emotions through writing, through art. I love using art journaling. I write what I'm feeling, the good, the bad, the ugly, and then I paint or collage and doodle over the writing. No one sees it. It's just for me. Participating in activities will allow you to release your emotions in a healthy way. You could also exercise. You could use meditation, prayer, go for a walk in nature. All of these will help emotions such as guilt, anger, shame pass through. Then reflect on your emotions. Take some time to think about what may be causing the emotions and how you can cope with them. This can help you better understand and manage your emotions. During grief, sadness is normal and to be expected. 
But to pile guilt and shame on top of the sadness creates extra pain. I would encourage you to work with a life coach that understands emotions and how they are tied to our thoughts and our vibrations in our body, but that also someone who understands that sadness is a normal part of grieving and we're not meant to do mindset work to change it, but rather experience it and express it. There is a beauty in pure sadness without layering on top guilt or shame as one grieves the loss and also feels that love. Also, one can seek professional help. If you are really struggling to cope with your emotions in any way, it might be helpful to seek the help of a mental health professional. They can provide you with support and guidance in managing your emotions, especially if you're feeling depression. Here are some great tips for talking about your grief. Number one, find a safe and supportive environment. Choose a place where you feel comfortable and, and safe to share your feelings. This might be with a trusted friend or family member, and it may not be everyone. No one person is meant to be everything to us. I noticed that I was talking to a teacher girlfriend who had also just lost a parent. And it was very easy and safe and comfortable for me to talk about the grief and what it was like and what the feelings were. Also, be sure to take your time. There's no right or wrong way to talk about your grief. It's okay to take your time and share your feelings at your own pace. Be honest, authentic. It's important to be honest and authentic when talking about your grief. Don't feel like you have to put on a brave face or hide your emotions. It is a holiday season and there are traditions and rituals. These traditionals and rituals can be deeply tied to memories of a person who has passed away. You might find it helpful to modify or create new traditions. For example, my mom, on Christmas Eve, her tradition was to make a recipe of homemade chili. Well, this year I'm going to honor my mother by making that same recipe. You can also involve others in the decision-making process. If you are changing holiday traditions as a family or with a group of people, it can be helpful to involve others in that decision-making process. This can help ensure that everyone's needs and preferences are taken into account. I know with my grown children, we talked about my mom was known for over-the-top Christmases. But as a family, we decided we were not going to go over-the-top this year that we would honor her in another way. Be open to adjusting your holiday plans as needed. It is absolutely okay to change your mind and say no. Or make adjustments if it isn't working for you. Another thing that's important at this time of year, because grief can be physically and emotionally draining, is to take care of yourself during this time. This might mean getting more sleep, enough sleep, taking naps, eating well, and engaging in 
activities that provide comfort and support, such as going for walks, exercise, spending time in nature. Here are some more tips for educators specifically to take care of themselves during the holidays. Set some boundaries. It's important to set boundaries and make time for yourself during the holidays. This might include setting limits on how much work you take on or saying no to commitments that are not a priority to you. Continue to practice those activities that help you relax. Seek out joy and connection. It can be helpful to find small sources of happiness and connection with others during the holidays. This might mean texting someone you haven't talked to in a while. This might mean spending time with smaller children who are joy spreaders. Also find ways to remember your loved one. It can be comforting to find ways to remember and honor them. You can honor them by keeping their memory alive, by sharing stories or photos, or donating in their name. You might consider a memorial somewhere in your home or a tree in the yard. And you could include items that are meaningful to your loved one. For my mom, it was her china and silver. So I took out her silver from her wedding. And we're using it for every day. And every time I pick up a spoon or a fork, I think of my mom. I'm not waiting to use the good stuff. You might also enjoy cooking their favorite recipes, listening to their favorite music. And this is one of my favorite. Write a letter to your loved one expressing your feelings and memories. You can keep this letter for yourself or share it with others. Grieving or finding a new place for love to land all starts with belief. There may be a tendency to judge one's grieving process, compare our process to others, or even especially minimize our experience. And this shows up in sentences. And this shows up in sentences in our head or thoughts. Our history with the past and past losses does not determine how we will experience a new loss or grieve during the holidays and be able to feel our feelings, especially the love. What we think and do each day is the predictor. We get to decide based on our beliefs. For example, there is the old me thinking and the new thinking. I'm just going to guess, but you may be thinking as you're listening to this podcast, I'm not good at emotions or being intentional about what is going on with me. Why not reframe it to, it takes time to get good at new things? Or you might have an old me sentence that these suggestions can't possibly work for me. A new way of seeing it would be, I could be wrong that it won't work. It has worked for others. Another old me thinking might be, what if I never feel happy again? A new way to think about it could be, what if I am happy and feeling better sooner than I thought? Is it worth worrying about it ahead of time? 
From my own experience, it is possible to feel the sadness of a loss and joy together. My mom's death, the loss, and watching my two grandsons, two and one, run squealing down the hallway after a bath and me trying to catch them with towels. Their joy is infectious. Let's do more of our feelings and emotions. So the next time you find yourself feeling sad or grieving loss, remember that grief is love with no place to go and say yes. I have loved and I love and I am open to experience all the different emotions of being human. If you are someone who has experienced a recent loss, my heart goes out to you. I get it. Keep moving forward with the strategies in this podcast to help process grief during the holidays. I want to thank you for being here with me on today's show. And if you enjoyed this episode, then hit subscribe. Take a few minutes to give the show a rating and review on whatever platform you are listening to. And if you would like to learn more on this topic and other topics relevant to educators, head on over to www.lynnharden.com forward slash resource. And when all else fails, do a day at a time. And if that is difficult, do an hour or a moment at a time. Talk to you soon. National School Choice Week 2023 will take place from January 22nd to January 28th. And now's your chance to get involved. Educators and school leaders can visit schoolchoiceweek.com to access a variety of free resources, including activity packets filled with wristbands, signage, stickers, and more to help you host a school celebration.